Hello, my name is Nick Spasic, and you're listening to From and Inspired By, a podcast about soundtracks and the people who make them. On this episode, we talk with singer Terry Nunn of the band Berlin. multiple incarnations during its four-decade tenure, seeing members, including lead singer Terry Nunn, come and go over the years. After Nunn rejoined the band in 1980, the underground success of Berlin's second single led to their debut EP, Pleasure Victim, which spawned the national hit Sex, Ima, in 1982, followed by The Metro the following year. The band's music would go on to be iconic, thanks to the massive success of the Giorgio Moroder written and produced song, Take My Breath Away, featured on the soundtrack to the 1986 action film, Top Gun. That song would go on to win both a Golden Globe and an Academy Award for Best Original Song, and has come to be the band's defining cut. Berlin would break up in 1987, and while none would reform the band sans any other original members in the late 90s, it wasn't until an episode of VH1's Bands Reunited in 2004 that the group's founding players would get together again. However, just last year, fellow founding members John Crawford on bass and synthesizer and David Diamond on synthesizer and guitar reunited with none once again for the band's Transcendence album. Now, Berlin, with Crawford, Diamond, and Nunn, released Strings Attached, a reimagining of many of the band's best-known songs with the Prague Philharmonic Orchestra. That album is out this Friday, November 27th, from August Day, and it was a real joy to hop on the phone with Nunn to discuss the band's catalog, the new album, and performing once again with Crawford and Diamond. i 
thank you so much for taking time out of your day to talk to me. I do appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, I was super excited to hear that you have an orchestral album coming out. Oh, yeah, cool. Um, I talked last year with um, one of your contemporaries, Jack Hughes from Wang Chung, when they put out their symphonic album, Orchestography, um, and yeah. it seemed like it was a really interesting process like how did you come to work with august day to put out this album uh they approached us to do this and i was you know once i looked at what they had done prior i was an immediate yes because i've sung a few times with orchestras in different situations and oh my god i thought the first time i i did it i cried i'd never heard you know, my songs this way before. And it was so huge and beautiful and beyond my imagination that, that I took any opportunity uh, that was offered to, to have that chance again, to just play with orchestras, you know, around the country. And then I got the call from JP at August day to actually record an entire album of, of my music with this orchestra. And it's, Wow. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let me think about it. Yes. <laughs> well, like the Prague Philharmonic Orchestra is like really quite well known for working in like these projects for for August Day, mm-hmm. where they've worked with the likes of uh, Cutting Crew and Flock of Seagulls and Rick Springfield and Wang Chung. It mm-hmm. seems like they have a really unique ability to in- interpret this music. Like, what was it like translate helping translate some of these you know classic songs of yours into or- orchestral versions? Like, how closely did you work with them? Not at all. I'm mm-hmm. not, and I don't know orchestra music. I don't know how to write it, how to think about it. I can listen to it and say, yes, that sounds great to me, or no, that's not quite getting the feel of the song for me, but I don't really know how to directly work with them. They did a great job. The only song when, when they played it for me that was like, whoa, I'm not sure about this one. Let's try a different approach with sex Ima because that's a sexy song. You know, it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta have um, a vibe to it. And their take on it was so pretty. <laughs> it was like, no, this ain't pretty. You know, this is, this is, let's get laid, you know? So, so let's try some different ideas with it. And they did. And, and what they came up with was great. What's really interesting is that this album covers your, entire career as Berlin like I mean it it's got Mm -hmm. you know early tracks and it's got even you know a a, a track off of last year's Transcendance um am I am I uh correct in noticing that the first track Take Your Turn is a brand new song it's actually not a song of ours it's a they assigned that orchestral piece that they pretty much wrote to intro the album. They called it take your turn. And I, yeah, like you, I was like, wait a minute, we don't have a song called take your turn. <laughs> and so I listened to it. I was like, Oh, okay. This is the, the uh, overture 
to the album. And they wrote it and they uh, named it. What's Berlin has had, um, like, I feel like occasionally you get reduced down to take my breath away. And there was a that really excellent guardian piece that came out a few days ago talking about, uh, talking with you and Giorgio Moroder about how you made it. But like, those aren't the only like sound. That's not the only soundtrack song that you've had. And, um, I, I feel like, um, some of those soundtrack songs have been sort of maybe ignored by by people who aren't like hardcore fans like people tend to forget like you had um a song uh in uh just one of the guys and you had a song in right. Spaceballs um right th- those songs have really never been released outside of those soundtracks like what's the the like why hasn't there ever been like a Berlin B-sides album I don't know. That's a good question. We haven't really thought about it. I guess because we're still making new music, so I don't know. We just haven't haven't gone there. Maybe maybe you make that when you don't feel like making new music. You want to just you know, I don't know, repackage or or uh, go through your files and see you know what you have from the past. Between you and me, beside unless I'm rabidly in love with a band or an artist like Stevie Nicks or Nine Inch Nails, I would listen to their B-sides because I love, you know, everything they do. They could fart and I would listen to it. But most people, when you do a B, you know, the B-side album is a bunch of songs that didn't make the cut for one reason or another. And there's a reason for that. Usually, <laughs> You know, they're usually not quite there for whatever reason. So it's never inspired me to go, Oh, let's do a B sides album, you know, cause it's putting out stuff that I probably shouldn't have put out ever. <laughs> you know, that's my take on it. Well, that, that has me wondering, like was like heartstrings for space balls or jealous for just one of the guys were, were those B sides or were those songs that you wrote for those films? Yes. Well, okay. You're, you're half right. At the time we were working on other albums because we, you know, at that time we were in that treadmill, the machine of make an album, go on tour, make an album, go on tour. So we constantly were working on songs and though in those days, record labels who put together soundtrack albums, they wanted original songs. They didn't want them used for anything else. They wanted those songs so that their album would sell. And that makes sense. So we would go through what we had. And if we were like, well, our label doesn't think this is a hit, but it's a really good song. And we just wrote it and we can give it to them Mm -hmm. for that. So that's how we approached it. Given that you have worked, you worked for a considerable amount of time as an actress, like what's it like when Berlin's songs are used in a, a film or a TV show? Like, is it interesting to hear these songs in a different context than they, they were originally written or intended? <laughs> 
Yes, you made me think of one <laughs> that uh, I loved. Uh, uh, Sasha Baron Conan, Cohen, Sasha Baron Co- Cohen, um, license, <laughs> take my breath away for Borat. <laughs> and, and it was, he, he was in love. I, he probably saw the movie, but he was in love with Pamela Anderson mm-hmm. in the movie and was stalking her. And so it was, he put it over a video of her that he's, watching in you know in rapture i think it was and 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 so i watched my song and he played over pamela anderson's body you know posing and looking like she does which is incredible and his salivating (laughs) (laughs) watching her and was great I, i i i think he's brilliant he's just a brilliant comedian and and movie maker so it was an honor for me to, to be part of his movie and then to see it like that was awesome. <laughs> so I, I, I take it you really do enjoy it, like when it's used in this totally different context as opposed to, you know, the 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 lush, lovey dovey sort of scenes that that song tends to get attached to. I do. I do. I love it all. I love that. And and I'm also lucky enough that that I'm uh, 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 I'm asked when anyone wants to do a, uh, a a license. It's not something that's done over my head, so that I can can look at what the material is and decide whether or not to 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 put my music on it. For example, Grand Theft Audio. Excuse me, Grand Theft Auto came to us for one of our songs and I had seen my son playing that game and, and I, I banned it. Now I don't know if he probably played it anyway, (laughs) but you know, watching, you know, women and children being killed in this video game when they came to me and said, um, we want one of your songs. I was like, well, move, move along. You know, I, I do not support what, what your game's about. And they said, well, you know, Ozzy Osbourne gave us a song and I said, great, you know, go back to him then because you're not getting anything from me. So, so that's, it's lucky because, you know, it could be used for anything and, and it is up to me what it's used for. So I appreciate that. Well, that's, that's such a nice thing. It's like, usually, you know, they go through, you know, a, a, a publishing agency or something like that. And it mm-hmm. seems to be like a very nice uh, sign of respect that they're, they're coming to talk to you directly at, at, to, to get your permission. Um, it seems like that's, that, that's, that allows well, you to actually, have. <laughs> it's not respect. It's the law. Um, <laughs> and I put it in originally, not knowing that this song would be as big as it is and just keep going and going for decades after we put it out. I put in the contract that I wanted uh, approval rights because I didn't want it in cigarette commercials and alcohol commercials. At that time, they had those on television, both, and and they had print ads and all you know the whole thing. But 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 I didn't want it on anything that was that was promoting alcohol and cigarettes. So I put it in the contract that I needed to be uh, get approval rights for any usage. So they have to honor that. 
that's if they want so if they want to use it. So yeah, I mean, I'm really glad because now there's so much more <laughs> that, it, <laughs> that that it, you know could be detrimental to to the song and to Berlin and yeah. So it's it, it was a good thing to do that then. So. The the band has been back together for uh, a few years now, and uh, as mm-hmm. as I mentioned earlier, you put out Transcendance last ye- summer. Um, the, mm-hmm. How has um, being like being back together um, like what's that like for you personally? Like getting to not just perform these songs as you had done solo, but like getting to yeah play you know again with um john crawford uh again live Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'm in total appreciation about it because i didn't see it coming i didn't have any idea that we would ever play together again you know i mean there's so many variables that have to fall in place for that. You know, John had another life. He was married. He had another business. So did David wasn't married, but he had another business. He lived and still does live in Northern California. I mean, what are the odds? You know, it just didn't, I wasn't looking for it because I didn't expect it would ever come into being, but because of the, the tragedies that happened to both of them at the same time was really odd. And it, it brought us together as uh, friends, really, uh, because John was getting a divorce. At the time, he didn't know he was getting a divorce. We kind of knew. David and I saw what was happening. I was like, yeah, this isn't going to make it. But at the time, he was just in hell, you know, losing a, a marriage that had been going for, wow, over 20 years at that point. They had three kids, have three kids, and um, and it was dissolving. And so he called me and David just reach out because he's not a guy that has a lot of friends. You know, a lot of guys are like that. You know, they have a few friends and they have family and they have their work uh, compadres and that's pretty much it, you know, and that's enough. But he he was even more of an isolated guy. And so when this all fell apart, uh, we were two of the only people that knew him well and, and knew the marriage and, and could maybe help. So he reached out to us. And then at the same time, David's partner, um, literally like six months later, uh, had an affair, left him. They had just bought a house together and that fell apart. That was an eight year relationship. So yeah, it was tough. And we just helped each other through that. Cause I've been through a divorce. It's awful. Even if it's amicable, it's awful. So yeah, that that's how we started to really get connected and intimate with each other, you know, which led to musical creativity because that's what it always used to do. And then everything started to happen. Well, I remember back in what was it, the late like the early 2000s when you all like reconnected for the first time on that VH1 show Bands Reunited which just seemed like that was such an emotional coming back. Like, especially like you and, mm-hmm. and, and John in that episode were just like, it would like the two of you like met separately, if I remember correctly. 
Yeah. Did yeah, we were crying. I was crying. I I hadn't seen him in so many years, and I'm I missed him. I missed I missed our our relationship. I missed so much had happened in my life, and I wanted to tell him to thank him for what we created because it 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 created a. Uh, you know, college education for my kids. It, it financed it. You know, all of this this that we had built was. I just wanted to thank him for all of that, and all the petty stuff that we'd gone through prior didn't matter anymore. So that show was crucial to reconnect at all, and we did, and let bygones be bygones, and and moved forward together as friends from that moment, from that show. Well, and now you have this, you know, second album in as as many years, um, strings attached. Um, how, like, it? I imagine that it's it it's it's sort of a double edged sword in terms of like being excited about it because it's coming out, but you can't play any shows. comforting though you know though though i wouldn't wish it on anyone what's going on ever isn't it comforting to know that we're all going through it like everybody it's not just our state or our country it's every fucking buddy (laughs) wow it's it's such a uniter in its own way and i have to say i really have a lot of new respect uh and compassion for humanity because yeah, I hear all the shit that's going on because that sells, sells, you know, the news. But in reality, I see, I see compassion. I see kindness. People are giving each other and 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 love and care and you know, just yeah, we're in this together and we'll get through it. And yeah, some people are scared. I've gotten scared at different times myself. But overall, I think. I think humanity is really good and I'm, I'm so impressed with how everyone has stepped up. Most everyone has stepped up with in this crisis for each other. I'm really impressed. So, uh, obligatory. What are you working on now? Question. At this very moment, we're working on the video for the first single from the orchestral album which will be now it's my turn followed by take my breath away. Those are the two singles they want to release. And then the single that we were coming out with (laughs) right before the spring, we're working on that video too with this visual artist, Android Jones, who I fell in love with a couple of years ago. I saw his installation, his exhibition in downtown Los Angeles. And I just fell in love with this guy. He's just cool. And, but I didn't have anything to work on. And then this video idea came up and, oh, he would be great. So I talked him into working with me. So he's working on that single. When we're going to release it, I have no idea because I just don't know what's going to happen. But yeah, we got a lot of stuff coming out. So right now it's, it's, I'm enjoying guiding other people's creativity, like the video director for Now It's My Turn, like a real James Bond theme. Yeah. Do you remember Goldfinger? Yes. Okay, so so this director came up with this great idea to you know how how 
in the in the intro to the movie they have these like dancer bodies. Yes. And they're projecting yeah, they're projecting patterns on them and words and images and, and they're projecting it on their moving bodies. I thought that was fantastic. Great idea. So that's kind of what this video is gonna be like to now it's my turn. Oh, I cannot wait to see that. That sounds amazing. <laughs> Yeah. Well, Terry, thank you so much for taking time out of your morning to talk to me. This has been a really fun time and a real delight, and I cannot thank you enough. Aww. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate you including me. I bet you can't guess what it is. This. Could it be a bike? Thanks to Terry Nunn for talking with me. Berlin Strings Attached album is out this Friday, November 27th from August Day. You can find more information about Berlin at their website, berlinmusic.net, by following them on Facebook on by following them on Facebook and Instagram at Berlin Official Band, or on Twitter at Real Terry Nunn. You can find links to purchase all of the music you heard on the show in the show notes for this episode, which are at fromaninspiredby.com. We're also on Facebook and Twitter at From Inspired Pod and can be found on Instagram at From and Inspired By. You can subscribe to us via Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Click those follow and subscribe buttons, please. Also, please hit up the website and click on the Aid and Assistance button to help pay for web hosting and long distance fees, and remember to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. We'll be back next week talking with Orbital's Paul Hartnell. Until then, thanks for listening. Yeah.